You're listening to the After The Show podcast, the weekly movie review show from your friends at ascully.com. So for some reason, Sid Talk, when the Alien Legacy Blu-ray box set came out last year, I missed it and didn't get one. And the reason I didn't get one is, how many alien um, sets do I have? (laughs) One. I have two other sets. Now you have two. No, now I have three. Oh, right. I have the Alien Legacy from 1999, uh, which is a DVD set that's really old. But I still got that. Then the Alien Quadrilogy set came out in 2005, 2006. Not sure. Um, I think it was around there. And uh, I got that one too. We re- actually reviewed that one. And then, because I had those two sets, the Blu-ray release just passed me by for some reason. But then recently we went to see Prometheus. And when we'd finished watching Prometheus, we were like, oh, let's watch the Alien movies. I was like, let's go straight home right now and watch the Alien movies. And then movies. I was like, I don't have them on Blu-ray. What's going on? So I looked on Amazon and I was thinking, I bet the Blu-ray sets are sold out now because it's been out for a year I bet they've gone back into the vault or whatever they say Um, and luckily the day I looked the Blu-ray set uh, was $28.99 for all four movies plus all the extras which is an amazing value I think because it's not even $10 for a movie is it so I picked it up now since then when I I picked it up I got a um, thing off Amazon that said Sorry, we can't ship your item yet. We're waiting for stock. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. I bet they haven't actually got one. And then a couple of days after that, I got a letter from Amazon saying, sorry about saying we didn't have any stock. We've got some now, so we've sent you one. So I got it today. And it's an amazing set, I have to say. it's. um, We'll talk about it someday when we do it. It's everything I wanted from the Alien set. The packaging down to what what is in the content. But it was $28.99. If you go on Amazon now... It's sixty dollars, right? So the price kind of and all of this is part of the before the after the show discussion, by the way. So the price seems to fluctuate on this set, but if you can find it for under thirty dollars, I think it is an absolute steal because how much? How much? There's hours and hours and hours and hours of bonus features. Seventeen. I think there's every bonus feature that actually exists for the Alien franchise on these on the two discs that come with it. It's a six disc set. And I think it's like, you know, it's all the movies. It's even got, like, the original cut of Alien and the direct director's cut of Alien. So there's two versions of Alien. And the direct, the um, James Cameron, the longer version, the one that's, like, 20 minutes longer. Which I don't believe I've seen. I think I've always seen the theatrical cut. So there's some new stuff there. So, uh, yeah, that's our Alien talk. And we will talk about Prometheus a little later in this show. So... It is, and sorry this week, we are slightly late with this podcast, and some of you probably drive to work on Monday, and we're missing our dulcet tones. Um, so we're very sorry Did about that. Did you look up the definition of dulcet tones? <laughs> yes. I'm not sure if that's accurate. So um, 
you know, we're sorry. We're a little bit late. I'm not sorry. Shit, you can re-listen to us anytime. Good I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. So, I mean, we're not like feeding your children. It's I mean, a I, didn't, I didn't tell everybody last week. We're not saving your life. We're just, it's a podcast, and sometimes it's, it, very rarely is it ever not but on the day. The ones that I subscribe to, when they don't tell you, and then they're just not there for two weeks, it really annoys me. So, oh, like, and you expect them to be sorry about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell people in advance, and I didn't tell people in advance. So, this week. Just think of it this way. It's like getting two podcasts, because you're going to get one today, and you're going to get one on Monday. You're not getting any bonus podcasts. No. But, <laughs> but because Monday has gone now, you are in, you're going to get two in the space of some short days. And so, this is, what, Wednesday? Two whole days later. They're, they'll be okay. Yeah. Well, they'll get this on Thursday, right? So Thank it's you. Wednesday, July the 25th, 2012. This is after the show number 233. The movie we're looking at this week is Silent House on Blu-ray. This is a 2012 movie released on Blu-ray on the 3rd of July, 2012, so you can get it now. It's R-rated. Its tagline is, True Horror in Real Time. And this movie is actually, I just want to say this up front, it's a remake of the 2010 Latino movie called La Casa Muda. I think that's how you say it. Um, what does that mean? La Casa Muda. The house... It might be the silent house as well. I don't know. Or the house of murder? No. It would be the silent house of some kind. So um, this is from our friends at Universal, and Sid Talk is going to give us the synopsis. Uh, a... What seems to be maybe a 18-year-old, 20-year-old young lady and her father and her uncle are working on an old house that they've owned and are going to fix it up and sell it. And it becomes kind of a creepy old house. And creepy stuff happens. Right. So, let's uh, preface... Without giving anything I was going to say, let's preface this with spoiler warnings right up here. Because um, this will be hard to talk about if we don't spoil something. Um, just a second. I'm just yeah, gonna... yeah. I mean, I don't... I still don't agree that people should have spoilers. But that's... You know it now. You know you're going to hear stuff, so whatever. You mean we shouldn't? No, I'm saying I just... I want people to shut it off, but if they're sitting there going, I don't want to shut it off or forward, then they're going to hear stuff that they shouldn't hear. Right, and then tough, because we, they well, have been tough. It's not tough. No, it's they've not been tough. fair. It should be two years later, you should be able to talk about movies <laughs> openly. Right. So, uh, yeah, we are going to discuss the movie in detail, so if you want to tune out now and watch the movie and then come back, that's that's the best way to do it. So, Silent House, uh, what did you think, Sid Talk? I can't say I enjoyed it, because it's not the right word, but it kept me sort of, you know, sucking in my breath a lot, and it was more creepy than a lot of modern movies have been, so I I really liked that feeling of, like, you know, nothing can hardly surprise us anymore. We've seen so many movies, and you're grown up, and you know, old houses aren't really full of creepy shit, and, you know... But when it starts reminding you that it could just be a person, some fucked up asshole coming to do something horrible, we all know that's possible. And so for a young woman in a house where you can't see what's going on and you hear thumps and bangs and scrapes, you know, I can get over the thing of like, I know it's not a ghost, but if it's some crazed psychopath, that's creepy. That's scary. Like you have no escape and all that kind of stuff. They lay it out really well. You don't have an escape. You don't have your cell phone. They put all that up front, you know, in a reasonable way. And then as I'm watching it, I'm pretty 
Just let like, me explain. I felt fairly satisfied through it all. I just want to explain when I said it was a remake of a film that's pretty recent anyway, a 2010 movie. What the 2010 movie La Casa Muda was famous for was it was all done in one take. So it's like this movie has like a gimmick of sorts and it and it, it's just like appears all, to be. Yeah, it's like a long shot. So like if you've seen the opening of Boogie Nights or Martin Scorsese's movies where it's like a shot that lasts for 10 minutes and the camera never leaves the action. It's that, but the whole movie is that. So now that that adds something to the movie. Now what it added to me and as we read, it is a long shot. It it is pre- presented as a long shot. It looks like the you camera... Mean one ne- shot all the way that nobody ever cut it or edited anything in. Yeah, that's started- what it's like. So, yeah. it's, so it's not like the Blair Witch Project where it, where it's a video diary of sorts. No, no. It's a let's follow this this girl through this horrible ordeal. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. It never... never it's never the day later or... No, no, no. There's no... T- it's on real time. Real time, yeah. So it's the... it's an hour and 25 minutes of this girl's life and you sitting on her shoulder watching the entire thing. Now, what that... That sounds gimmicky. And when I read it on the box, I was like, well, I'm kind of intrigued how they would do that. Um, But I actually think it adds to this movie. Absolutely. Um, And what it does add is... And it's really weird because I was sat there thinking, would this be better in a... Would this be better as a normal movie? Or is this actually working? And I was watching it, I was thinking, well, I feel really claustrophobic, like I can't get away from anything. Yep. And there's never... Absolutely. There's never a break. I, I never feel like, okay, ah, Yeah, because no time passes, there's no cut to no. tomorrow, there's no cut to outside the house. So you never anything. go, ah, ever, because no. there's not really any of that. So the times you do go, ah, and sit back and kind of relax a little is the times when she does. And there's one incident where she's, like, sat underneath a table. And some some weird shit has been happening around this table, but there's a moment under the table where everything seems fine for a second. And that's when I actually felt, oh, okay, it's horrible in here, but we're having a mm-hmm. bit of a breather here. So, yeah, it feels... Re- the real-time thing actually does affect you in a way when you're watching it. Uh, the other thing is... Um, it's quite clever the way they do it, because it's not like crazy CG effects or anything. It's just the creepiness of... Being in the dark. Not seeing what you're hearing. Yeah, there's a lot of darkness um, and just sound effects that are creepy in themselves. And sometimes the sound effects are just as simple as, oh shit, there's somebody upstairs when you're downstairs. Or, is that a creaking floorboard or is that somebody? Um, so it doesn't. Really, it's not about gore. It's not about like things running about. It's more just... It's very, like, stripped-down kind of horror movie. Is it a horror movie? You know? I I mean, it's billed as a horror movie, but to me, it's more like a... like a... real experience movie kind of deal. Like, it's not like horror. It's not like going to Saw or something. As it unfolds, it is a horrific... Yeah, and the subject matter is very horrific. More horrific than any of those things can really be, because it's more... you can centralize on what it's about and know that that's a real thing I mean Saw could be a real thing but we know it's not is it nobody does that it's just a horror thing seven is like a real a real 
the concept is real, you know, punishing us all for our gluttony and our greed and all that stuff, and that there are serial killers who take pleasure in doing weird, crazy shit. However, when you're watching Seven, you don't get this kind of feeling of, like, I don't even know how to describe it. That's a Hollywood movie. You're watching a movie. This don't feel, you feel like... I don't feel like you're really there. It's not like documentary style or anything like that. It's not like Cloverfield or Blair Witch, like you said. It's just that it's close up and personal. You hear her every breath. You hear her. Yeah, that's the thing. Her little whimpers every once in a while, and you and just you get you can more put yourself in that situation because there's none of the distance, like you said. There's no there's no shot from outside the house through the window where you can see something and then cut to ten minutes later when they've already made their way to the basement. And that's the thing. A lot of horror movies rely on the trick to make you scared of going out from... Maybe going outside the house to when, say, there's a bunch of girls inside the house. You know, your typical slasher movie. And they're all in there. And, and you know, you're partying with them or they're singing in the microphone. They do, you know, that kind of light-hearted stuff. And then the camera will pan out and you'll understand that there's somebody outside the window right. looking in. And it... Scares you now. This movie can't rely on any of them tricks because it can't leave the character ever, can it? So, the only methods of making you scared is noise and her. Like her, she makes me scared because of her, like you say, whimpering and a heartbeat that you can hear a lot, and like she's um, panting. Just that's what made me think of Blair Witch Project. Just like the yeah, real scared kind of feeling that you get from the actress. Um, but yeah, there's no tricks they can use apart from the trick of being with her. So it's unique in that respect. And so I've, I was just reading that. People saying, this movie shouldn't have been made with this gimmick. They just drop the gimmick. The, the movie would be better. But no, the gimmick is actually what makes Ah, but it then different. if you say it's what makes it good, then it's not a good movie. Well, I don't think... It's the... I don't, I, I don't like to call it a gimmick, actually. It's just a style, right? But it's a fairly unique style. Filmmaking tool. I don't feel like I've seen it. So it's kind of... You know, people think of new things every so often. When Blair Witch Project came along, that was a new thing too. Now we see it a lot. But this is a new thing. But I, it has to be fairly constrained, the movie, to do it successfully. And when I was reading, oh, it's a one-take film, I thought, well, how can they do that? Well, they can do it in this because it all takes place... Very, but you're going to explain the truth, right? A very small area. Right. The truth is, it's not all done in one take, even though when you watch it, it's very hard to determine whether it is or it isn't. It was done in 12-minute segments. So they were cheating in a way, but no, they weren't, because they were doing whole 12-minute segments in one go. Well, that's not what the box says. It says presented in one take kind mm. of thing. Well, it isn't. It really is presented take. to you yeah. as though it's one <laughs> take, but... It was done in 12... The actress Elizabeth Olsen... So there is editing going on. There is editing going on, but it's kind of cleverly hidden. Um, And still, they had to do 12-minute takes. They had to get hit marks, remember all the lines, not fluff a line in big 12-minute chunks, which is also... It's got to be difficult. Uh, What I read about this was it was particularly difficult to make because they did it in 12-minute chunks. And the lighting changes from minute to minute, right? Sure. Especially outdoors or through windows. Eventually, they decided to board windows up. At first, it was not a boarded up. Now, it, there is a thing in this movie where... There's a reason for it. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But at first, the windows were not all boarded up. So they eventually boarded them up to, to avoid the change in light. Because they were doing 12-minute segments. 
doing another 12 minutes when they were looking at them they didn't look the same even though it was just 12 minutes oh, you know well I guess they'd do a 12 minute segment take a break and then yeah. a couple of hours later do another one and then when they look at them together they say this can't this doesn't fit like so yes there is some movie magic going on but as far as you're concerned when you watch it it's just like watching an hour and 25 minutes of a straight up shot yeah. I said to you I see a I could see kind of where they joined it. It wasn't clarified exactly, but there are portions where I was dubious as to is that still the same shot. But I was looking for it because I was kind of like in the mind of, um, oh, this is one straight shot. So can I see if they've cheated in any way? Why would you think that way? Just the way I'm thinking, because I like technical details on film, you know? I like watching Scorsese's long shots. And, and some people say Scorsese's long shots are not pati- are not actually long shots. There's cheating in them. Well, I've watched them over and over again. And Paul Thomas Anderson's. And to me, they're not cheating, because I don't see any evidence of anything. Whereas in this, there are definitely times in this movie it could have been a cut. And it, and it was, as we know now. Uh, and I think I know where. So... It's an interesting thing to look out for. I'm actually going to go back this week, listen to the commentary of this movie, and see if they actually say where the cuts are, because they might. Yeah. So, um, let's move on to the cast. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays Sarah. If you don't know who Elizabeth Olsen is, she's the sister of the Olsen twins. Young sister. I think she's fantastic. She's very, very good. Because this is a difficult role. Yeah. Um, it's a second role she's done another movie which we're going to review soon actually um, but this movie it's a difficult it's a really difficult role I was thinking about it like to keep the level of intensity that she does the entire time if this is segmented and it grows it doesn't just stay the same no. like it grows and then there's peaks and little valleys and you know you have you, you're convinced that in her mind these things are happening and she's coping as she's going, and I think that's... And like an hour and 20 minutes of this movie, if it's an hour and 25, is looking at her face. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. There's, very, there's, there's, small, there's small occasions where it looks at some other people, but you, she's on the, in the frame most of the, yeah, most yeah. of the time. So, uh, you know, and she never snaps out of it, in my opinion. She's no. always intense. Um, it's quite it's quite the thing. I was, I was thinking, like, you know, some actresses who are, like, more we've seen a lot might not do this as well no I agree because it they're effective in fact the cover actually uh, of this movie is really effective of, as to what the movie is I think yeah um, it's a really good cover it's completely dark it's and just... you can see her trying to hold back a screen right? exactly which she does a few times I love that where she was just kind of like 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 a screen's gonna come but nothing but she's just she... breathing so um and then there's not many people in this movie that's the thing I've, I've wrote down the people right? There's Elizabeth Olsen as Sarah, there's Adam Treese as John, there's Eric Sheffer Stevens as Peter, and Julie Taylor Ross as Sophia. And that is all that's in the movie, right? Apart from some... Two little girls. Yeah, some little girls and uh, a dude with a thing over his head. I think it's one of them. I think it's one of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a very minimal cast, but that's actually because of the one-take nature of this. It... Is, need to be pretty simple. I think it's better if it's simpler. But the story is just about them. Yeah. So there doesn't need to be anything else. Yeah, and... And when you get to the heart of the story, it's only about them. Yeah. And the reason it has to be just the three of them is because it's their... It's that. Actually, it's a very effective um, horror 
slash movie until the final portion when I'm not going to spoil that actually even though I've said spoilers but it's a really effective like haunted house movie almost right so that's how it feels and then it's something else which is well you've told them now (laughs) no which is how um, the Blair Witch Project came, came off to me too like what you think it is and then what it is. I always think it's exactly that. See, I didn't. Oh my god, all the way um, through. And the second one as well, but um, this this one, it's actually if you if you see it all and then then don't see the last few minutes. Right. Who would do that? <laughs> I I'm just saying. If, oh, you, yeah. if it was the whole movie without the last few minutes, once you see the last few minutes and then you have a, a think back, it's actually more effective. Oh sure. That's 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 why that's what I like about it. Yeah, so yeah. it I, I would I would explain it as it like comes into focus all of a sudden, like because what is I'm still mulling it over because I can't quite piece it all together. Yeah, and that's good. I think I think there's some trickery going on there with how we want it to end, but what we've done in the movie it doesn't match. Right. So it's not a matter of interpretation, as we discussed. It is what it is, and you can't just. You know, I mean, you have to be able to make sense of everything. And now, I'd like to see the original now, just to see what they oh, did. Yeah. what they Definitely. did with it. Was it a different thing? You know, this could be a this could be a different story to that. That could just use that style, right? So now I'd like to see it. I'm assuming it's somewhere. It might be on Netflix. It won the Sundance um, Film oh, Festival right. in 2010, so I'm sure it's somewhere to see. Um, but now I'm interested because. Maybe they sometimes they do a better job with the. It cost six million dollars the original, right. which is not a lot, right? For a, where'd they make it? Uh, it says it just said a Latino production, so I don't know. Don't know exactly, um, but it is subtitled. But it's a, it's this st- it's this movie basically. Um, so yeah, well, I think no, ev- this is that movie. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody did a good job. Um, I think the uncle was a little bit actorly to me. I wasn't convinced because there were times when it felt he was acting as if he was trying to placate her and yet he knew something that she didn't know when, in fact, that wasn't the case. But I think he was not. He's a little too... At the beginning, he was creeping me out immediately. You know what I said to you? What a creepy dude. Well, you have reason to think that. Yeah, I have reason to think that. But I I think he was ham-fisting it a little bit, maybe. He didn't even, all, he, all he said was you're all grown he, up. Is this the way he looked? He was looking. But that gave you that weird yeah. thing. Yeah, it did. Which was she, her too. She was like, uh, yeah, uh. you know, like mm, mm-hmm. stop it. <laughs> so um, this is directed by Chris Kentis and Laura Lau. Just for uncles out there, don't comment on how your have grown up. Barely adult nieces look how grown up they're looking. Yeah, it's just weird. It is weird. So um, this is directed by Chris Kentis and Laura Lau, and uh, Laura Lau wrote it, and uh, Chris Kentis directed with her. And you will know them both from Open Water, which is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, also with a kind of a gimmicky style, because it's a like a handheld video in the water shark movie. Um, and I think it's fantastic, Open Water. I think it's actually a small masterpiece. Um, I like uh, Jaws, obviously. Again, claustrophobic in a way that you can't even describe unless you're watching it. Yeah. I mean, you know they're in the open ocean, and yet you feel completely trapped. Like, it's uh, it's unfathomable. The 
It actually makes sense. How that can translate from a movie. You can watch that movie on your computer in a little window, and yet if you're really focused, you're going to get that feeling of, oh, I am doomed. Like, there is doom in the air. And that's fantastic. I think that's a fantastic feeling. Not a lot of people don't like that. They like happy, happy movies. But if you get that sense, and then you realize a year ago or ten years ago, a film crew did that, put it together, and now you're watching on a little screen or a big screen, and you're getting that vibe, I think that's a successful creepy movie and that's what they do a good job that's of. That's what I really love. I think they're like hypersensitive to everything so they know what's going to like creep you out the most. Open Water was based on a true thing as well wasn't it? But Very loosely. Yeah and they, this was very loosely based on a true thing too but um, Open Water what I really loved about it was like the love story in the face of um that horrendous. was manufactured, sounds like. If you read the real story, it's about No, I people. just mean the way it was portrayed yeah. in Open Water. Yeah. Because there's this, like, deep love story between these two people in this horrible situation. Um, it's about two situation. people who go out on a, a scuba diving expedition, and they, they forget behind. them, yeah. and then they're just out in open water. With sharks circling them. And it's based um, on two, two people who did disappear that yeah. way. Um, and it makes sense why Universal would come to this to direct this movie because this movie has that intimate it's intimacy isn't it because that movie just felt like you were watching a home video of some people yeah and this movie is like a like well it's not like a home video because it's really professionally done but it's it's that intimacy that I can't get away from these people I'm with them till the end yeah I have to see everything that happens I can't turn away I can't shut my eyes I have to see it all you're not an audience it's like you're there yeah exactly um so yeah, Open Water's, I think, a little masterpiece. I highly recommend it. And I love, like, um, Jaws and any any kind of, like, uh, it's just the ocean to me is terrifying because I can't swim, actually, myself. So the ocean's terrifying because there's nothing to hold on to. <laughs> the middle of the ocean. We know what's under the ocean. It's terrifying, right? Not just... Sh- there's all kinds, isn't there? It's yeah. a terrifying place. So that movie's terrifying. Open Water's, see it, I say. Um, so I, I think they did a good job of directing this. It's, this had to have, this had to be a pain in the ass to make. Sure. I, I was. I kept logistically. Thinking, yeah, I kept thinking like there was some really interesting camera moves where it kind of sidesteps behind her occasionally to get out of the way of a mirror. Did you see mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that? So that she'll walk past a full-length mirror, and obviously we can't see the cameraman. But the way they walk past her, sidestep and go around her, and then you still see the mirror with her in it. There's stuff like that going on in this movie. If you pay attention, you'll see a few And there are times when, as the camera goes around her, you see a hallway, and it's just focused on her head, and it keeps going around, and then all of a sudden there's someone in the hallway. And then as you see her head again, and they're gone, well, you just know in the person's vision, and they're, they had to say, okay, at six seconds, or someone had to be laying yeah. over in one of those doorways going, oh, oh, get out of the picture, you know, like... Because just remember, they're not cutting... Like, most of these takes are, like, you've got to hit your mark, you've right. got to say your lines. It's like doing a stage play, but... Oh, exactly. But with, with the, camera the added, the added um, nuisance of having to keep the camera... It's not two-dimensional. No. It's three-dimensional, so you're in it. That's right, that is what it's like. Yeah, so it's a stage play with the technical issues And that explains the feeling as well sometimes, because you're hearing the footsteps on the wooden floor, and you're in an old house, and it's kind of hollow, and it's kind of... It sounds like a big stage. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to describe it. You feel like you're in the middle so of a three-dimension... Like a stage play that's gone sucked into a horror movie or something. I personally, you know, this... Um, well, let's go on to DVD extras. There's just a commentary with the directors. 
hopefully that gives me a lot of information because that's the only extra. And if there's a movie where I want to know how it's made, it's this movie because it's a technical journey. I can imagine there's all kinds of um, complications. Maybe they want to reveal it, you know. Well, I, I think there's all kinds of complications that you don't even think about when it comes down to doing a one take. Because, you know, some people who do a one take um, that last five minutes say that, oh my God, that was a nightmare. This is an hour and 25 minutes of... No, it's 12 minutes at a well, time. Well, you know, it, it's still making it seem... Yeah. Um, there's a technical... I'd like to see it edited. I'd like to see the whole thing. But there's, unfortunately, none of that. There's just this commentary, which I am going to listen to because I'm deeply interested in seeing if they discuss the... They must discuss it some at some point, how they did a one-shot thing. Um, so, in conclusion on Silent House, um, I recommend you see it. Yeah. I just want to uh, say also that there's a ultraviolet digital copy in the box... And in the past, I've said, oh, ultraviolet digital copies, I don't know what's the big deal. But I tried this one this week. And you, you might not be aware of this, because I was not. When you go and redeem it, it asks you where you want to redeem it. And you get the choice of two places. Now, one of the places I chose was Voodoo, which is Walmart's um, digital copy service. And the reason I chose that is our new HDTV has Voodoo built in. So what we can do now is, whenever we go to the Voodoo page on the TV, this movie will show up, because we own it in our collection. But now you can also redeem it in two places. So I redeemed the other one on Amazon Instant Video. And Amazon Instant Video lets you watch it on Amazon for free, in their streaming section, or on the PS3, which has Amazon Streaming Video app. Or on your on my Android tablet, I can see it, I can see it all over the place. So that's actually kind of cool, that one code yeah. gives you two digital copies... And it also gives you... In the real world. In the streaming uh, yeah. world. So, you know, if you slap them all onto your Voodoo account... Do they expire or go away or anything? They expire if you don't enter them into an account. Okay. But you get a year to do that. But once they're in your account, whenever you log on to Voodoo, there's just a big list of movies that you've entered. So everyone that I've got, I've entered into Voodoo. Now we've got a big, massive list of movies. Um, I think that's kind of cool. And a lot of people just dismiss the digital copy and say, oh, I don't use that. You might as well use it, because it's going to expire if you just sit it on your shelf and do nothing with it. So, uh, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. Um, you you recommend? I recommend? I do, but you got to be an adult, fully grown person. Yes. Um, yeah, it is R-rated, right? Yeah. Um, then again, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's just the idea more than the, what you see, I think. You know? Yeah. Um... Because some movies are really explicit what you see. This is not that, really. It's more what you... what you, Kind of the idea of the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, thank you to Universal. Uh, contest, go to aschoolie.com. You can enter a contest. Next week's Blu-ray review, which will actually not be next week, will it? It'll be <laughs> this week. Um, well, technically, yes. It'll be next Monday when you put it out there. Yeah, it's uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Mm. Um, that's the new Marvel movie, and that will be this week. That's a Marvel movie. That's a Marvel superhero we don't really know much of. No, so no, nothing. Be interesting. So, uh, movie game. What's the movie game, Sid Talk? The movie game is Movie Memory 1, 2, 3. And this is where one of us says to the other name three movies that have blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And you have to think of it from your memory. You cannot look it up. And you can play it. You can play the home game uh, <laughs> version of Listen this. Listen to the question and then pause and think it up for yourself. And this one's going to be an easy one. But it's in relation to this movie, sort of. Name three movies that feature 
a creepy old house. That can either be... Alright, the haunted. evil dead. Right? Does it take place mostly in that All house? in that house. Okay, yeah, very good. Um, it's a shack, but it's a house. It's, it's creepy. creepy. Yeah, re- um, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it. It's the creepiest. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, The Exorcist. It is creepy. I don't feel like it's the star of the show, but okay. Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror, definitely. Um, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, there you go. Poltergeist was... My list was Amityville Horror, Poltergeist, and... What was one we saw recently with a creepy old... Oh, uh, Insidious. True. Mm. Very true. Yeah, yeah. That one did creep me out a little bit. Actually, Insidious would be a good recommendation for this one. Even though it's not great, although someone you know said it was one of their favorite movies ever. The best horror movie ever seen. (laughs) In comparison to things like... Everything. Exorcist, the whole lot. All of it. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Insanity. Yeah. So yeah, movie memory one, two, three. I had a good memory this week. Movie recommendations this week. I am going with The Strangers. Reasonable. Which is another Universal movie, which we have reviewed back in the when it came out. Um, really stands alongside this one as like creepy shit, <laughs> creepy house. Yes. Um, darkness, noises. Um, really awful. It's a bit more intense than this one, to be honest. Like in the actual. What yes. happens? Um, but it, yes, it's effed up. Actually, I remember that end scene now, and I'm like, wow, that is really effed up. Yeah. So yeah, that's The Visitors starring Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my other one is The Blair Witch Project, just because I know The Blair Witch Project is loathed by a lot of people. I really like it. I've not seen it for a long time, though, so maybe I don't anymore. I don't know. But at the time, I loved it, because I'd never seen anything like it. And this is what this feels like to me, like something that has been done, and now it's been done. Nobody needs yeah, to do it again. I agree. Because like, people tried to do mess with, oh, let's do horror stuff like the Blair Witch. Nobody ever no. captured what it was. I don't think anybody will capture what I this is. I think you could add a recommendation I didn't think of, but Eden Lake is another one that's really horrific. Eden Lake's a fantastic British horror movie. It's really awful. Starring Michael Fassbender. Yes. Oh Before my he went on to be uh, Mr. Michael Naked. Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> Before he became Mr. Fast, it's really excellent. Mr. Fast Naked. If you've become a fan of um, Michael Fassbender, it's recently, really horrific. You go and see that. It's horrific in a way that you go, I don't want to be human anymore. I don't want to be human anymore. I don't want to be human anymore because I'm horrified at what humans do to each other. And the lady who in Leadon Lake, that's a fantastic um, all of it turn that she pulls there. It's ob- yeah. Oh yeah. Because she wants some horrendous, isn't it? It's horrendous and. Oh my god. Is Where's she from? Oh, she's from Sherlock Holmes. She's um, Watson's wife in Sherlock Holmes. Correct. Yeah. Um, excellent, Eden Lake. It I is, highly recommend it. Awful. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> awful too. It's awful. Oh, god. It's like a really cool twist on a horror movie it because it feels real. Like, like what is happening doesn't feel contrived. It feels like, oh yeah, this is. That's shit. why it's so horrific. Yeah, that's why it's correct. Uh, that's like Exorcist, you can kind of put to the back of your mind, I don't believe in spirits and shit like that. I don't yeah. believe in the devil. But if you did. If you knew that shit existed, you'd be shitting in your pants every time you went to sleep or saw a 12-year-old girl with her head spinning around. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my god, this is just people and, a, and the woods and people. Just people. Ugh. People who you know, yeah. like, as well. Cause I, oh, yes. I no, we've really talked Chavs. Oh, I don't Essentially. know. Essentially. could be anybody, I think. I mean, in this movie. It's really awful. All right, so uh, what are your recommendations? Uh, what did I put? Amityville Horror and Poltergeist. I think those are, I've mentioned them already, but definitely we've got a house 
that's containing something. And in this case, it could either be supernatural or not. In this case, maybe not. But in those, there's you know those horrific things that have taken place around these places, and the house itself becomes like alive with crazy shit. I'll add another: the house that bled to death, that Hammer Horror. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really creepy house. Yeah. Um, Doesn't that creepy for me? But because I'm older, it was really creepy for me because I was about eight years old when I saw it. It was like a seventies thing, right? And it was effed up. I couldn't... The birthday party scene, I still have it in my mind. NBC to me, it's watching creepy. it as an adult doesn't do much for me. It's quite good, though. I, I, what I was impressed about those Hammer Horror TV shows, that was a TV uh, special. They were quite graphic for a t- television thing, but I think yeah. back in the day we were less sensitive or something towards things. Oh, no. 70s just seemed a bit... All right, so games and Ace Scully stuff. Uh, and I mentioned this last week... And we didn't discuss it, but on my birthday we went to see the movie Prometheus, Ridley Scott's. Um, he, he says it's not a prequel to Alien, uh, but it is. <laughs> well, no, it's um, it's the start of the story. It's part of the a bigger story, and Alien would have then become sort of a, a part of this. But that is its own story, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And that this alien, that's just that it leads to that part but it's just a branch of it I don't think it is a direct line it's just like one little stop along the way it's absolutely I loved it I love anything with Alien I don't give a shit what anybody says I like all of them I like them all equally I like I anything especially the Ridley Scott is back of the helm because he's like a master I'm telling you this movie it, it feels like a really modern version of the original Alien it has the claustrophobic ship the way it's filmed you know, the little ensemble cast. You got the rogue yeah. guy over here, and you got the tough guy, and you got the you know the bitchy guy. It's the same kind of style as the original, um, even down to what they're investigating, kind of thing. But then it develops into its own story, and that's I can understand when he said, "Yes, you're not coming to see an alien movie because yeah. you're not. No, no, you're coming to see this other thing." Um, but yes, there is. How he explained it was there is alien DNA in Prometheus. Which is, which is Correct. A, a perfect, <laughs> you know, Correct. that's the perfect explanation. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. We didn't see the 3D version, we saw it in 2D, but it's still, it's stunning looking. Fantastic, movie. yeah. Like the camera, um, the locations they used, uh, which are obviously, they didn't go to space. They filmed it on this planet. <laughs> it doesn't look like they did. I mean, they're, they're not sets most of the time, they're just countryside, altered colours. Looks fantastic. Um, we'll be reviewing it. And that's the reason I got the uh, Alien Blu-ray box set, because we want to do, like, a watch Prometheus, then watch all of the Alien movies in a row. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend you go and see it. It's an awesome movie. It's out on Blu-ray in about two months. So it might actually be gone from the cinemas. We were in the tail end there, weren't we? Yeah. Like, it was the last week it was on, probably. And again, we went to the cinema, and it's a huge cinema, and there's nobody in it, and we sit in our perfect place, and then people sit exactly to the side of us and right in front of us. And right behind. Yeah, and right behind. So if there was ten people in the cinema, we were all within a few feet of each other. Yes. When we didn't need to be. It's no. annoying. Why do... Uh, we've said it before, but why do people like, have to get so If you're there first and you get the middle, I'm not sitting near you. Because I understand. 
I might like my seat better if I sit right beside you or behind you, but I'm respecting your space, and I'm not going to sit next to you and chomp in your ear and fiddle with your phone. All the crap. Let me tell you, there was a guy who, like, there's a guy when he came into the row, like I was sat um, nearest the right. The guy come in with his wife, and I put my water to um, cup two chairs away because I didn't want it all dripping on me because it was uh, like the... Yeah. So I'd put it a bit further away from me so it wasn't all dripping in my seat. Well, he tutted because I'd put it there. Like right. he stood there and went... Like, like he was pissed off that he had to sit one more seat away <laughs> from me. Like he wanted to be closer to me. I feel like he'd want to sit next to you. Close. Like, yeah, he, he wanted to be in the seat that my water was in. Not the next to you, but the next the one. The next one. Right. Yeah. But, like, that was annoying. So to he went home and went, God, people are dickheads at the movie. <laughs> Some guy put his water on the Trying to stop me sitting there. <laughs> what assholes? I hate going to the movie theater. Yeah. We're never going to the theater again. That's what we always say. So, yeah, it's never a great, it's never the fantastic thing when we go to the cinema. And this time, I we looked at everything that was on, and we could have gone and seen lots of different movies. Spider-Man was on, and... And I said, Prometheus will be great because nobody's going to be going seeing that because it's been on for three weeks already. They're all going to go and see Spider-Man. And there weren't many. No, but they all, we were perfectly fine. In a, we got in the cinema early. We're all on our own. And then just as it starts, yes. we get the crowd coming. So, yeah. The crowd of ten people. <laughs> yeah, it's too, ten, I guess ten people's too many for me nowadays in the cinema. I want to go like when there's nobody. Now, the younger people who came in in front of us, I thought, oh, great. And they were fine. They didn't oh. talk to each other. They didn't make a move the whole... They didn't open their phones or anything, so... I think that might have been a tribute to how good the movie was. If it was like a something that lost their interest, it might have been a different story. I don't know. I don't think that's what causes it. So, um, I've been playing two games this week. Actually, more than two. But I wanted to save the rest for the next podcast. Which- good idea. Which actually makes sense because I'm going to have to talk to you all again in a couple of days when I've probably not played anything. So, first game I played this week on PlayStation Network is Dyad. Hey, I have an idea. We could do one long take and do both podcasts all at one time. Yeah. Like a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, we could. It's not exactly the same technical <laughs> difficulty. Yeah. We just sit here on our butts and mm-hmm. keep talking. However... <laughs> that would be a good gimmick. <laughs> How about we do the whole year, all 52 episodes? <laughs> Even movies we've not seen yet. Yeah. Just look at the covers on, online and be like, okay, what do we think this movie going to be like? I yeah. bet some people do that. No, you can't but review they a movie and not see I bet people do all the time. This movie looks like it's going right. to be shit. So let's give our review of the <laughs> Avengers. So there's like Iron Man and Captain America and they're all flying and... Uh, no, they'll be like, that movie looks like it's going to be crap. I've heard this guy say that and I've heard people say that and I saw the trailer and it looks like shit. Well, that's, you know, so, people who haven't seen the movie. I'm just saying. So, uh, I played Dyad this week. It's a PlayStation Network... Die Hard. Dyad. It's a PlayStation... Die ne- Hard. Dyad. D-Y-A-D. Dyad. Dyad. It's an English word. It means pairs, like a two of something. I don't know if it's English. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know if it's... You mean it's British? No, it's an English word. I looked it up in the dictionary. It says English dyad. word, dyad. It's like scientific. It means a pair. Dyad. Yeah. Okay. So, it means a pair, and it means a pair for a reason, because dyad is a game on the PlayStation Network. It's exclusive to the PlayStation Network. It won't be on anything else. You've seen it. It's impossible to explain what it is. <laughs> it's... An experience. It's like a psychedelic 
game. If it's impossible, why are you trying? <laughs> like a psychedelic game that's hard to explain. In fact, I watched many videos of it before I... Because I was like, do I want to buy Dyad? It looks like my kind of game. There's no demo for it. In fact, there is a demo for it now. It came out this week. But there wasn't a demo for it when I was deciding whether I buy it or not. And it looks like my type of game. In fact, you could look at it and say, "Oh yeah, Paul would like that game. That is his kind of game." Because, trippy. right? So trippy, to me, trippy for the least trippy guy you'll ever meet in your life. There's right. no trippiness about you whatsoever. You're like straight line. These movies like wibbly wobbly, and you love them. So it's an interesting right, so, combination. So when I saw um, video of it running, I was like, "Okay, I love Jeff Minter's games." Tempest 2000, Space Giraffe. They're the closest I could kind of say that this is. And that is. other one. The music one. You love it, too. Where you're going through the... You know what I'm talking about. It starts with an I, I think. Eh, keep going, I'll think of it. Oh, then I, music. What's it from? It's got music in the background, but it's kind of trippy, and you're going along. It's... Dun, 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 that kind of... Audio <laughs> surf? Nope. Nope. You'll think of it. I'll think of it. I don't know what that is. Anyway, yeah, it's like a psychedelic game. And what it does is, each level it introduces a new mechanic. Every single level. Now, the easiest way of explaining it is, you're a squid traveling down a tube. And to travel down the tube, you have to hook, you have one button, the X button, hook onto colored pairs. So, what you can see down the tube is... Two different colours. Say, say it's blue and, and red. There's blue dots and red dots. When you highlight a red dot and press your X button, that red dot is activated. And when you find another red dot and activate that, it will pull you towards those red dots, hence you gain speed. So you have to be always looking for pairs and hooking pairs together to get down the tube to the end of the tube. So it's like a racing game of sorts, but not a racing game. Then it complicates itself by some levels, you have to hook pairs of colours, but it's spaced out, so it's sometimes it's very hard to hook a pair. You hook a blue one, and then there isn't another blue one for a while, so you have to forget the blue one and go for two red ones. You know, so And then there's levels where the idea of the whole level is to go as fast as possible. It doesn't matter what you hook, you've just got to get a really high speed going. And then later levels, some enemies drop like a magic carpet in front of you that when you hit the carpet, they're called uh, zip lines, when you hit it, it's like a carpet that you ride on. You go super, super fast. So the idea is to hook pairs, kill an enemy, then ride on its trail. Like So it gets more and more and more complicated. Now, I love the game, right? But I will tell you now, adding on layer after layer after layer, and it does. Every single layer, there's 26 levels, every every level has a new mechanic. So by the 26th level, it's complete chaos, because you've got 26 actual mechanics to think about. Adding on a layer every single level is not a fun thing. Because it feels good for the first five or six levels. Ooh, this is cool. Oh, now I can do this, now I can do this. But as soon as it starts really ratcheting up the difficulty, and you've got ten things to think about, it's not fun anymore, it's just stressful yeah. to the to the 10th degree. It's like, I don't even think I know what is happening. It's just a load of colours. I don't see pairs anymore. Mm. There's too many things. So, unfortunately, 
for the first ten levels or so, I loved it. It was the game that was made for me. I got to a... I feel like I hit a brick wall and I just can't play it anymore. Aww. Which is unfortunate. Now, is that bad game design or is that I'm not good enough to play it? Or what? Because I've seen people who, who have finished it all the way through and said it was really, really fun. But mm. to me... And I'm pretty good at games. You will attest. Correct. I... I, I can't... I can't comprehend what is happening. There's too many things. You would have not a chance. No, God, no. In Give fact, my, things in fact I, my nephew, uh, I was playing it with him, and he got to about level eight, and he was like, he just failing, 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 every single fail, fail, fail. And he said, I, I don't think this is fun. Yeah. But it was really fun at the beginning. So he had the same kind of thing, thing as me. I was thinking, oh, well, he's younger than me. Maybe he's got faster reactions. Nope, even he was having struggle with it. So, I think it's just for, like, weird... Mm. I think maybe you do have to take some drugs. So you get in the flow of it, like... Like you feel... The other game is, like, you drop blocks down and then you take them away. And it's got music and the music changes as you go and it gets... And there's, like, a wave thing that goes across. And it Oh, Luminous. Luminous, yeah. Yeah, Luminous, yeah. awesome game. Yeah. Never... And Luminous gets pretty difficult, but I can always handle it. Because the concept is one thing... Always, yeah. It's, it's not. Faster, it's not his. His twenty-six concepts. Think. Of, remember all those concepts I told you. All twenty-six of them, and now play the last level with all twenty-six at once at full speed. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I. I'll, I can honestly say I will never pass that level, no matter how many times I try it. It's just too much. Too many things. So, unfortunately, it looks like it was the game made for me, but it wasn't. First half. The first half, I feel like I got my money's worth. If you stop where it gets too hard for you, even though I like to go back and play those earlier levels again, just try and improve. That's all I've got now. Cause Maybe that's the key. The more you do those early ones, and those become absolutely second nature to you, and then you do the next level up, and you get that one to where I think that's it. But and then you do the next one, where you've just... The other things are so na- in second nature now. That it's no big deal now to have these ten things in your mind. I actually think that is it, but I'm not that kind of gamer. The right. one who will play a thousand times just to yeah, get, get the highest score, you know? For me, it's like, am I having fun? Yeah. And the second I'm not, I'll play something else where I am. So, that's the difference. Uh, and yes, there are those, like, eight, like the people who just want to get yeah. on the top of the leaderboard. It might be amazing for them, because they'll sit there for hours on end just doing the one thing trying to do it better, better, better. I'm sure it's perfect for them. So that's Dyad. It's on PlayStation Network. It's cheaper if you're a PlayStation Plus member. There's like a 20% discount. Um, and the other game I've been playing on PlayStation Plus, and this is one of the free games that they give you, and it's Gotham City Imposters. It's a Batman game without Batman. Oh, yeah. So it's... I said to you, it's Call of Duty with Batman. Without Batman. <laughs> it's... um. Imagine in Gotham City, Batman's left for his vacation. And everybody in the city knows that Batman's not around to uh, interfere. Well, there's citizens that are fans of Batman and citizens that are fans of the baddies. So they kind of dress up in fancy dress, make their own gadgets like spring boots out of real springs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Go after each other. Go after each other, right? So if you're the Batman, Batman, women characters... They, they wear kind of Batman costumes with like... Duct tape. The, the Bat logo's uh, a piece of cardboard with duct tape on and stuff. So they're all kind of handmade Batman costumes. And every single gadget is just 
literally made out of a bit of wood and some so it's a Call of Duty first person shooter with crazy gadgets you can throw down false teeth on the floor and they'll snap at people's ankles Joker-ish things um, it's the Jokers versus the Bats and it's really fun it's actually free on PlayStation Plus if you're a subscriber but if you want to buy it it's ten dollars I think it's really worth ten dollars because it's one of them ones that you can come back to and just play a few rounds and then put it down if you like Call of Duty and you want something just a little bit more light hearted because the, if you get a rocket launcher in this game and you fire it, it fires like confetti and streamers. It's like the game's funny. It's not about violence. There's okay. no blood or anything. You know, you pull out a daisy and squirt water in people's face. It's that kind of humour. So, yeah, it's really good. It's Call of Duty without the violence, basically. And ba- and Gotham City added. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it. I have got some other games. I'm not going to mention them. I'll mention them in the next podcast. Uh, and Sidta, what's for dinner? They're having what we call in America a baked potato with baked beans and some Morningstar quote-unquote bacon, which isn't bacon, it's veggie. What do they actually call it? We call it a baked potato. No, on, on the thing, do they call it bacon? I think it's Morningstar bacon strips or something. Is Vegetable it? bacon strips, something like that. Right. So that's what we're having with baked beans. Over the, I had a, you call it a jacket potato, we call it baked potatoes. Right. A potato it. with its jacket on. See? Nice. And um, other than that, my advice is I'm just not in the mood really for big advice today. So I'm say just think a little bit more than you normally do. Don't let the the wave of everybody else's bullshit dictate who you are and how you act and where you go and what you think and how you behave. And, and what movies you watch. Exactly. Don't listen to people reviewing movies. <laughs> They're stupid. They don't know. They only know what they know. They only know, we only know what we think. That isn't what you think. It's what we think. And that's it. Now, if you decide, oh, I have the same mind as her, I think I agree with her on 99% of everything, fair enough. But, you know, still, watch every single movie that we watch and then decide for yourself if you agree with us or not. Don't say, oh, they really hated X, Y, Z. I better go, better not ever see it. They said it was shit. No, 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 no. That would offend me. If you listen to negative advice and let you and keep that away from a movie, that would offend me. I saw a movie called Girls Gone Dead this week. It is dog shit. <laughs> I do not recommend anybody watch it. Um, it's an hour and a half that you really can't get back. It's that bad. <laughs> but if you want to watch it, watch it. Make up your own mind. <laughs> yeah, but... I think you would have the same opinion as me, unless your standards are really super low and you've low, only like watched... Low like a with a shotgun, kind of low. Uh, no, because that is a masterpiece compared to this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. This is a movie with Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. I mean... It's horrible. It, it's, it's horrible. Like, I mean, I, I can't recommend it to anybody. It's horrific, it's bad example, it makes bad... It has a bad ideas, it's horrible. Looks bad, is bad... Would you want your 15-year-old boy, friend, son and his friends to watch it and then um, emulate it? It's not the movie you're thinking about. You're thinking about Project X, right? Correct. Yeah, this is Girls Gone Dead. Oh, a, you watched two bad movies. I didn't watch Project oh, X. Oh, right. I just read a story about it. Project Girls Gone Dead's a horror movie. It's the one cool dude from YouTube is in. Oh, that one, right. Yeah, same. It's same. horrendous. Yeah. It's not horrendous. It's just fun. It's like an 80s slasher movie, but it's horrible. It's just badly made. It's badly acted. It makes 
hardly any sense. It's shit. Howard Stern had the correct... He said to Sal, who is also in it, there isn't a name... Because Sal said, I'm appearing in some movies this year. And, and Howard said, independent movies. And he said, yeah, independent movies. And Howard said, they're not independent movies. They're something movies that they've not even made a name up for yet. <laughs> they're so... Bad. Yeah. <laughs> they've not even made... They're indie micro-something movies, he said. like Because they're so bad. And it's, it's true. So, yeah, I don't recommend Girls Gone Dead. Um, so, thank you for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our website, ascully.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can also catch uh, this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed. Go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast, listen to your heart's content. Email feedback to me at ascully.com. Don't email SidTalk. She dislikes any email. She likes a clean in- inbox. <laughs> I do, but that's, you don't, don't have to listen to you. And... Um, I want to say uh, stay classy, Elizabeth Olsen. Fantastic performance in this movie. Uh, first encounter with her, like to see her again. Exactly. And I'm going to say think for yourself, or someone is probably doing it for you. 